What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, doing well. Especially well after a huge Eagles win last night. Uh, definitely not exactly what I expected. I thought it would be a much tighter game, and Jalen Hurts probably had one of his best performances of his young career so far. Yeah, the uh, the Eagles offense looked good. Um, and uh, Kirk Cousins did your normal Monday night football Kirk Cousins kind of a, a thing. Yeah, I, man, I mean, I wonder how much money people can make if they like just truly bet on the, you know, bet against Kirk Cousins in prime time because he always seems to be like favored. And it's like, all right, well, it can't happen again. And they're a good team and they're playing well. So, you know, the money's on them to win. And, you know, how much could you really? when betting on him to just implode on primetime every time. Yeah. He's someone I, I never really thought about it this way before, but he'll somebody he he can't win he'll never win a Super Bowl. Never. If you yeah, can't handle Monday night football, you're not handling game, isn't that. it? Technically the Super Bowl is a primetime game. Yeah, it's just it's not it's never gonna happen. Has he made the playoffs? Uh I believe they made the playoffs with Washington once. Yeah, I think he definitely I yeah, think he's made it with they the had Vikings. Like one playoff win recently. But I know. I feel like with the Vikings, you would think he has. Actually, maybe not. But technically, yeah. The, I mean, the the last time I remember them in the playoffs was the NFC Championship against the Eagles, and that was the year before they got Cousins. Yeah, that Keenum year. That was Keenum. Yeah, yeah. Last year, the Eagles narrowly beat them out. I think they were eight and nine. I feel like they've been the, the just just out of the playoffs team the last few years. They're always pretty competitive. You always think they're going to get there, but they you know end up not. Yeah, that is um, surprising. Let me, uh, I'm going to look it up real quick to see. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting what one. What we got here. Um, so the last time they were in the playoffs was 2019. Yeah, so that was Kirk. So he they went and they won in the overtime against the Saints in the wild card. And then they uh, okay. lost oh. to San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sense. Keenum was 2017. Diggs had that miracle play, but that, that was, was with yeah. Keenum. So that was not a yeah. Twenty seventeen, they also played uh, the Saints in the divisional round, um, beat them, and then lost to the Eagles. Yeah, I do that, not remember this. Uh, right. I don't remember this uh, this other one, the twenty nineteen one, but it happened. He only had one hundred and forty seven yeah. yard passing yards, or no, one hundred and forty seven I mean, total yards. Sorry, <laughs> but that was San Francisco in their elite defense at the time. So. Yeah, wild stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, that is crazy. But just as crazy as some of these QB matchups that we have here on our start sit show today that you got for us. Yeah, yeah, we got some tough ones, um, specifically with the, the quarterback positions. Let's go ahead and just jump right in. Um, you have Tua, super hot right now, uh, versus the Bills, also super hot right now, um, or Carson Wentz versus the Eagles. Who are you taking there? Yeah, I mean, you ask us yesterday, we probably would have probably would have said Wentz. I mean, obviously the Eagles defense and the Bills defense both looked great last night. Um, Tua coming off of the big game against the Ravens, but I think we were like thinking, all right, Bills, you know, probably have a little bit, you know, better of a defense than the Eagles do from what we've seen, and you know, maybe it's a come down game for Tua. The Eagles did not look good that first week. Now. I don't think I could take Carson. I mean, it's a home game. 
I think I'd rather take Tua because, you know, maybe there's turnovers, but I think the weapons are just way too good. And either it's a close game and Tua puts up some points or the Bills are boat racing them and Tua has to throw the ball a ton. So I think it's pretty easily Tua for me. See, I, I think I'm on the opposite end. I don't, I don't really like either of them. Um, I, I'm going to have to roll out Wentz this week. I don't see anything else on our waiver wire unless I'm going to go with golf. That would be the decision. Um, but the Bills defense has just demolished people. Um, yeah. No, they are. They're good. And I think a lot of it is also, you know, the offense gets rolling and then the defense can kind of go downhill. But I think this is going to be a really good test for, for Tua and the Dolphins. And, there's definitely some better guys you can stream. You know, probably talk about at least one or a couple here. But I actually don't hate streaming Tua this week, and I think I would do it you know, pretty easily over Wentz. Uh, I do think that the weapons are there, and I saw something on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Someone did like a mirror video of the Tua highlights, so it basically looked like he was a right-handed quarterback, and, and it was just like, and Tua just looks like the best quarterback in the world throwing right-handed, <laughs> but he just looks so weird throwing left-handed. Wow. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you, but like, it literally looked like he just has an absolute cannon throwing right-handed. Yeah, wow. That's great. I've not seen it, so you yeah. get that over to me. Yeah. Uh, next one up here, uh, we got Derek Carr at Tennessee, um, or Goff at Minnesota. I like that golf in Minnesota matchup. I mean, Derek Carr, obviously good. Tennessee's defense did not look good. Um, so I definitely think there is potential there. But I, I like the shootout potential there of golf in Minnesota. And, and yeah, once again, I you know, the weapons, Amon Ra, you know, all the weapons there. Whereas I think Renfro got in concussion protocol, so it's really just Adams and Waller. And... I, yeah, I don't know. It's close, but I feel like I would lean Goff. I think Minnesota has a better chance of being a shootout in that matchup. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, it has the better chance of being that shootout. Uh, I think Goff probably has more upside. You know, as we saw last week, like he's, the Lions are capable of, of scoring a lot of touchdowns now. Um, yeah, where, this is all before their you know first round pick this year, the receiver at Alabama. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean. It's, could get even better as, as the year goes yeah, on. Yeah, they could. So, yeah, I think he's got that upside. I mean, now it's Jared Goff and the Lions. Like, the downside would be mm-hmm. four interceptions or something like that. Um, where Carr has the upside in theory. He has the weapons. It's just, it doesn't happen that often. So, I don't think Carr's got as bad of a floor, but his ceiling's cap. So, floor's probably. Bad. Yeah. So, if you're, you know, projected to win by, you know, 20 points and you you believe in that projection then your car is probably your safer bet um if it's closer the underdog i'd probably go with golf but in a vacuum I, i'm with you i think i'd go golf yeah it's crazy to say right only two weeks into the year i'm already picking jared, Goff jared <laughs> for Goff real for uh the last one here carson wentz at the eagles i'm sorry at home versus the eagles and tom brady at home for the packers i don't i don't think i could go with brady with the weapon situation you know, Godwin's not going to be there. Evans won't be there. They, they're going to be playing Beasley, who's new to the offense. Um, you, you know, you never know about Julio. It's just, I don't see the weapons there. So I'll go with Wentz. Easy, I think. Yeah, I mean, unless we see some people being activated, whether it's Godwin, you know, whether it's, you know, the appeal gets overturned. I think I heard that um, Mike Evans is appealing his suspension. 
unless we get some more weapons there, it's hard to go with Brady. So, I mean, I guess once by default, but this is a situation where I'd be looking for a streamer on the waivers. Like maybe Goff is still there. I would probably add Goff and, and cut Wentz and just, you know, throw Brady on your bench for the week. Or I would even almost want to start Tua, you know, if he's available. Probably not at this point, even if people aren't going to play him against the Bills. He's probably rostered after last week, but. I feel like you might be better off looking at somebody on the waivers than, you know, than Wentz or Brady this week. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. Agreed. So moving over to the uh, the running backs here, will PPR uh, Penny versus the Falcons or uh, Brees Hall versus the Bengals? Yeah, this is an interesting one. You know, rookie that's starting to get a little bit more work. He kind of disappeared at the end of the game there, but maybe it's just they trusted Michael Carter a little more since he's had that passing down work for a full year now in a you know clear comeback situation um, or Penny, who I think is, we're going to start see him seeding work to what we imagine is more talented back in Walker there in Seattle. So I think I would go Brees Hall. I think, you know, overall he's going to you know be increased as we see. And you know, there is some you know, injury concern with Penny and he hasn't been able to stay healthy for a long period of time. So you always have that in the back of your mind, but just in general, I, I'm going to take the upside of Hall there in the, against the Bengals. Bengals need to win desperately. They cannot get to 0-3 if they want to try to get back to the playoffs. I mean, that's obviously not a you know, nail in the coffin, but it's very difficult for teams to get to the playoffs starting 0-3. So they need to win big time, and you know, I could see Brees Hall being used in the passing game again. Uh, obviously, you know Carter was in at the very end, but I don't think you can keep a talent like Brees Hall off the field. Just like we saw with his teammate there, Garrett Wilson, you know he's someone that talent's gonna shine through, you know, despite Jared or uh, Joe Flacco being the quarterback. Yeah, I tend to agree. I would go with Hall as well. You know, if you look at what he's done so far, you know, Week One wasn't amazing, um, but it, it didn't kill you either. You know, it was a fine week, um, and then Week Two was real good. Uh, Penny had a great first week, and then Week Two did nothing. Nothing at all. Now, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between the San Francisco defense and the Falcons defense. So this very well could be a penny week. Um, but I, you know, these two weeks show like what I would expect to see for the rest of the year where Penny, he'll have his weeks, but he'll have like, weeks where he'll disappear. Um, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like I, I was just talking about golf, like the upside's there with Penny, but the floor is not great either. Uh, just because the overall offense and the timeshare and, you know, it can be messy uh, where Hall's just, he's going to have his role in, in, you know, some weeks are going to be average and some going to be above average, but the floor is not going to be zero. Like it is with Penny sometimes. Um, so I- I'm with you. I'm with Hall. It could be, again, could be a good Penny week. Falcons defense, you know, not the best, uh, not the worst yeah. either. Um, but I-, I would stick with Hall. All right. Um, brings over to our next running back here. Another PPR matchup, Michael Carter versus the Bengals or Jeff Wilson at Denver. Yeah, so this is a good one. Um Carter, you know, much in the, the same vein as as Brees Hall, just kind of flipped. He had a, a good week one and a, a fine week two. Uh didn't kill you. Um didn't win you the week. He was just kind of fine. Um so that that's good. Mm-hmm. Um Jeff Wilson, I'm on board with, I mean, the, the 49ers offense is now different than what it was a week ago uh, with, with Jimmy G back at the helm. I think ultimately, 
helps Wilson, I think. Um, you know, you can make the case mm-hmm. for you know both of them helping, but I think more work will go to Wilson in this fashion and then the injury to Tyrion Davis Price just further eliminates eliminates further competition for him. So I think I'm gonna go with Jeff Wilson. Um believe in the offense more, believe in his role more. Uh you could also, you know, like I said, the the Carter Hall stat lines have flipped, you know, maybe this is the beginning of Hall taking over. It's kind of too early to tell, only two weeks in, but the potential exists yeah. and, and maybe Carter starts fading away a little bit. Who knows? So I will go with uh, Mr. Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the flames there. Jeff Wilson, he looked good. He got all the carries and he lost some competition. I mean, we've got what Marlon Mack now being elevated probably as the running back three. Yeah, he was elevated. Yeah. The practice squad. We have an undrafted free agent, you know, rookie as the number two who. I think probably get some carries, but I think you'll probably see, you know, at at minimum 10 carries and maybe some targets, but probably closer to 15 and maybe even more. I think, what do you have, like 18, almost 20 20 carries, maybe 20 total touches last week. And I think it's going to be more of the same there in San Francisco. It's a guy that they can trust and the only healthy guy left. Yeah, they may end up relying on Juszczyk more than... You know, a, a yeah, Mason I can see that as yeah, well. For sure. I mean, he, he vaulted a touchdown this week. They like using him, and you know, he's a running back and running back mold. So, yeah, lots of problems. Wouldn't be surprised if they give him just some normal carries too. I'm sure he practices as a halfback at times as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one here, Will half point PPR, uh, Brees Hall again, or James Connor, provided he plays versus the Rams. Yeah, I am going to go with Connor. I mean, I want to say Brees half PPR, but I just, if Connor's healthy and all signs point to him being, you know, himself again, I just think the opportunity is there for an offense that should be high powered. I think they've been, you know, able to score points. They haven't looked great, but they haven't looked bad. So I, I don't think you can sit Connor for Brees at this point. I think we saw flashes, but we haven't seen. Reese, you know, look like the stud that he, we think he will be at some point. So I don't think he's kind of forced your hand to start him over a healthy Connor. Now, if Connor, you know, is looking limited or it looks like, you know, you can see some reports he's going to play, but they're going to get everyone involved. Maybe, you know, and maybe you want to look to a little bit more stable of a two back system there with, with Hall paired with Carter. But I just don't think it can sit James Conner at this point. Yeah, I mean, if they come out and say, you know, he's, I mean, I don't think they're going to come out and say he's 100%. But if they come out and say he's 90% or whatever, and, you know, he's a starter and he's good to go, then I would go with him. I kind of don't think that's going to happen. You know, the last I heard is they didn't think it was a long-term injury, which makes me think it's definitely, mm-hmm. like, short-term to intermediate. Um, mm-hmm. So I would think if he plays, he's going to be limited and, and it's going to be more of a um, running back by committee. So it's kind of hard to say, but it, you know, if they say he's good, then I'll go with Connor. You know, if they're saying like, you know, he's going to start, might have a limited role. I'll probably stick with hall and just not roll the dice. I, I wouldn't want Connor to go out there and get whatever five carries. And that's his limited role as we've seen happen from time mm-hmm. to time. So yeah, got him on yeah, the reports I on that think one. Keep an eye on the reports. Uh, yeah. Then that's what it'll come down to. Um, now, if we have next up here, wide receiver, we have a full PPR, Brandon Cooks at Chicago or Allen Robinson at Arizona. Yeah, so kind of the, the same story we've been telling. Uh, Cooks been real steady, real reliable. Um, 
Allen Robinson obviously had the really bad week one uh, and a good week two. Uh, so it's a matter of what you believe. Um, what I believe is the Cardinals defense is really bad. <laughs> so I will, uh, I'll bet against them and go with Allen Robinson specifically here. Um, that'll be my decided factor. I do think it's pretty close, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a Rams Cardinals matchup. So what about you? Yeah, I, I think that's probably the more upside play and probably overall, uh, but I, I think I lean cooks. I just think he's just so consistent. Even his down weeks are still, you know, you still have such a high baseline. Mm, has he gotten in the end zone yet? I think he might be due. Yeah, he hasn't scored yet, you know, so seven for 82, four for 54, but 12 targets, 10 targets. I feel like he is, you know, they're due to try to get him in the end zone as well. Obviously he's been involved. But they're due to try to see if they can get you know work him in the end zone, especially you know a guy like that that you know decided to stick around with a team that's you know not expected to be very good, help them kind of develop. You think they want to reward him? So I feel like this would be a good week to you know to see a touchdown here for Brandon Cook. So I'm going to stay with him, just you know because of the volatility there they route. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next up, PPR. Um, you're getting a bonus point in this one, Will, if you have a. Uh catch over 40 yards you want juju at indy or curtis samuel versus the eagles yeah that's an interesting one i don't i don't know that either of them scream you know 40 plus yard play right you're looking at your you know terry kill your big speed guys they both can do it clearly but i don't know if either of them you know scream that that makes a difference here um so it comes down to you know the the offense there in you know, in Washington versus the offense in Kansas City. And, you know, Curtis Samuels looked good, uh, but the Eagles have a really good secondary, whereas Indy's defense is good, but they haven't really proved it. The offense hasn't been there. Um, I guess it just comes down to usage. You know, I want to pick Juju, but I feel like they keep changing who their guy is, just Kelsey, really. Whereas we've definitely seen those top three receivers be involved with Washington. So while it's close and, you know, a couple of signs point to Juju, I feel like, you know, I just trust the usage there and that we're seeing there possibly a, a um, matchup here against the uh, you know, divisional rival, the Eagles. So I'm going to go Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Juju is too much of a, a roll of the dice, um, you know, mm. as is MVS and, you know, anyone else in that offense. You know, if you start him, you, you could be right, but you could be disastrously wrong um and what we've seen so far from washington is they're using all three receivers um and i would imagine darius slay is going to get mclaurin which is going to open up uh dotson and and curtis samuel this week i would think so uh i've liked what i've seen from curtis samuel this year i've liked what we've seen in the past so i'm I'm trusting him a little bit more right now um so i will uh i'll stick with him as well pretty easily i think yeah yeah, so we'll go over to our last receiver here, half point PPR, DJ Moore versus the Saints or Jacoby Myers versus the Ravens. Yeah, this one uh I'm not in love with. Um I don't think I can trust the Carolina offense and DJ Moore enough to put him in, especially when you got to figure he's going to be getting a lot of more. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, his stat line week one and two is the exact same. Um, six targets, three receptions, 43 yards. The only difference is he got a touchdown last week. Um, 
So kind of weird coincidence, but uh, I don't, I don't trust it. I mean, if he's, you know, three receptions for 43 yards again, are you happy? No. Um, where Myers, you know, as we talked about in the, the waiver show, you know, he might not boom, but he's pretty steady for you. He's not going to lose you the week. So I think I'd, I'd probably go with Myers here, given, you know, the matchups and, and what we've seen so far. How about you? Yeah, and I think you kind of said it there. You know, it really depends what you need. I mean, Myers definitely is a safer option. We've seen, you know, six targets, four catches, 55 yards, and a carry there even for a few more yards in week one. But with two, 13 targets, nine catches, 95 yards, and, you know, what looks like another banged-up Baltimore secondary. So I think safety's there. You know, I think you're if you're wanting upside, the touchdown upside comes with DJ Moore. He can get in the end zone one or multiple times, whereas, unfortunately, we've just seen that consistently Jacoby Myers is not used in the red zone, and he has, you know, been one of those guys that just doesn't score a ton, if much at all. So I probably lean the upside of DJ Moore. I think it's still, you know, early on where I'm still, you know, starting my guys. And, you know, obviously the, what we've seen so far isn't great, but I, I think, you know, unless you are set everywhere else and you just want, you know, more of a safe option in that flex where you have your DJ Moore, uh, you know, then it makes sense to start Meyer. I think I'm still going to go the upside of DJ Moore here, at least for another week. And what looks to be a you know decent matchup with New Orleans. Okay. And our final Starts at question here. Um, again, going back to the PPR bonus for 40 uh, yards, it's a flex question. Juju at Indy, Kareem Hunt versus the Steelers, or Garrett Wilson versus the Bengals? Juju, yeah, man, that's tough. I, man, I don't know that I can pull the trigger starting uh, Wilson yet, but man, it, he really looked the part. So it's tough to. Not to him. I feel like if you want to take like the glory play and, and the true, true upside, I guess you could go with Wilson, uh, especially in the game script working your way. But I feel like I would just take the safety of a running back and Kareem Hunt, especially one that catches the ball like he does. Uh, you know you're getting you know a good amount of carries and he's good for some targets. And he's due to get in the end zone here soon too. So I'm going to take Hunt here. I'm you know, not huge on Juju in that offense, or you know, Juju and just the consistency of people in that offense outside of Kelsey. So I'll take Hunt here. I mean, definitely tempted with that big play there for, for Wilson. So I think he looks like the guy, and I think he could be one of those receivers that we see step in like a, like a Waddle did last year. I mean, you know, tough to obviously repeat that year that he had. But we always see those rookies that step in and look like they play well and you know look like they are ready for the league. And that could be Garrett Wilson this year. So close. I'll take Hunt, but you know I wouldn't be mad to start Wilson. Yeah, I'm with you. Juju is too much of a dart throw. Um, Garrett Wilson looks to be ascending. I believe he still is third in targets uh, per game. Um, but like you said, you gotta you gotta imagine he's gonna overtake Corey Davis soon. I would think he just offers something yeah, different. Yeah, keep getting 50 pass attempts, though. I think third and targets is fine. <laughs> that, that is very true. Yeah, fourth and targets I don't know we're going to see that for, uh, for Flacco again, but yeah. Yeah, yeah for real. Um, but I'm with you. All the same reasons. I'll go with Hunt if you're, if you're cool with Garrett Wilson. Like, you want to take a moonshot? You know, if somebody's going to get you 22 points, it's going to be Garrett Wilson, I'd imagine. Um, but uh, in a vacuum, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Hunt, too. 
All right, next up we're going to the trade options here. We've got a couple of dynasty trades first. Uh, full PPR aforementioned Garrett Wilson and a random 2023 first. So don't know exactly where that's going to fall. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if it matters. This one doesn't make any sense. Like Garrett Wilson is already a first round pick. Like why, and you're seeing good stuff from him. Why would I trade him in for another <coughs> roll of the dice somewhere in the first round? You know, maybe in theory it ends up being the 101 and, you know, you get the next great running back or whatever it may be. But it just seems like a lateral move. You just hit on your pick. Why would you cash it in and, and try again? So I'm easily Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I think, you know, unless you are like ex- somehow extremely confident it's going to be the 101, which I don't know why that person would trade the pick away, but maybe it's another player or another team that owns somebody else's first round pick and that team looks clear in a way like the worst, right? And you're going to be able to go out and get a stud running back. I could see why maybe you'd want to do that, especially with the way the offense, you know, could be in New York. But, you know, barring that situation where you know it's top one, two pick, I would just stay with Garrett Wilson. You know, more likely than not, it's a mid-first-round pick. And, you know, those are hit or miss. We, we saw here one game, I feel like, you're bound to see more of that. And, you know, that's just going to increase the trade value that we see with those guys. Yeah, perfectly fair. Uh, next one's pretty interesting here. Well, PPR two quarterback, uh, Darnell Mooney or Kadarius Tony and a third next year. It's interesting. Um, I have Mooney in a dynasty league and I don't think I would do it for this trade. I mean, we've seen a couple big flash games from Tony, but obviously the start to the year hasn't been great. Start to the year for Mooney hasn't been great either, but I mean, I think you know there's brighter days ahead for him. We've seen him do it on a more consistent basis here in the NFL, and the third doesn't do a ton for me, um, so I probably wouldn't pull the trigger on this one if I was the Mooney manager. And if I could get Mooney on the cheap here for Tony in a third, I think I would make that trade. So I'm pretty firmly on the Mooney side. Yeah, same. I think maybe at this point in their careers, Tony might have more upside based on what we've seen so far but there's been so many injuries you know the the Mm -hmm. quarterback situation is not good for a tony you know daniel jones i would imagine this is his last year then maybe that's a good thing for tony um but you know it's just gonna be more quarterback questions where i trust fields a little bit more in his long-term development um so yeah i would uh i'm in agreement i will stick with moody all right and that brings us to our last dynasty one here we got a super flex league Jimmy Garoppolo or a predicted late 20 or late second. I'm presuming this coming year, 20, uh, 22 or 23. Yeah. And it's super flex. It's easy. Jimmy G you get a quarterback and a super flex. He's on one of the better offenses in the league. A late second isn't anything. So it's easy. Jimmy G. I don't think there's anything else for me to say about it. Yeah. I think if you, you know, if, if this is pre injury, Maybe you could have swung, you know, I'd say maybe more of a mid-second for Jimmy G, you know, because, hey, you know, don't know where he's going to be. I'm going to trade you my mid-second for him. But now that he's a starter for the rest of the year, I mean, you're going to have to give up a first at this point, probably for, you know, what's amounted to be a starter the rest of this year. And, you know, if he plays well, likely going to be a starter somewhere next year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So uh, next one here, Will, into the world of redraft. An interesting one. PPR. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Sutton or Mixon, CeeDee Lamb, and Etienne? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I feel like I would go the JT side. 
Um, obviously, you're getting a little bit more out of the other side, and I think Mixon's probably been... I mean, I, I feel like he's been the best so far of the bunch here. Um, obviously, JT had a pretty down week this week, but we, you know, I think there's brighter days ahead for him. Um, with the DAC injury, I think Sutton and CD is much closer than it normally is. And, you know, I think I was hoping there's brighter days ahead for that offense. We'll see. But I think, you know, what we're going to see here, especially if Judy's injured, maybe, you know, worse offense for Denver, worse for Russ, but better for Sutton, you know, being just kind of the only option for him. So I feel like I'm higher on Sutton and lower on Russ as of right now. Um, whereas CD, you know, looked better this week than that first week without Dak, but still it's going to be a limited offense. James Conner and ETN, or James Conner, James Robinson and ETN seem to be a pretty big split. And obviously Mixon's a stud, but, you know, taking the upgrade to JT. So I'll take the JT Sutton side here, I think, pretty easily. It's it's closer than some of the last ones we've talked about, but I think I'm pretty firmly on the JT side. Yeah, in a vacuum, I'm with you. I'll take the JT side. Um, however, if I am a team that, uh, like I drafted Mixon in the first and then I didn't draft any other running backs or I drafted some mid Brown running backs and they just haven't worked out. Chase Edmonds was my two or something and it didn't work out. Your three wasn't anything either to say, you know what? I have a problem here and I need to solve it. I'm going to change JT into Mixon in an upside shot in ETN. And then Sutton and CD, you know, maybe I see as a lateral. I can get behind that, depending on what your team. I feel like it's a, a a tough thing to do in week two. Like that feels more like a week four or five. I know it. I really know what my team is and where my problem is, and I'm I'm okay rolling the dice on like an ETN to fill that spot, uh, like a desperation. Mm-hmm. I'm one and three kind of deal. Um, so like I get it from that standpoint. It just seems early. So I'll go with JT. Um, and this last one here is actually pretty interesting. Redraft 10-team full PPR. Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, or Dalvin Cook, George Kittle? I do not think it's interesting at all. <laughs> I will go with Dalvin <laughs> Cook and Kittle pretty easily. Najee, we just we haven't seen it that much this year. You have the injury that, you know, obviously he can play on, but you don't know if it's something that's going to be bothering him all year. Um, Pitts has done nothing. And I know that all too well. <laughs> um, <laughs> like what? Two catches in each game or something? Like nothing at all. And you'd like to think they're going to hyper-focus on that and get him involved because you really should. But who knows? Yeah. Um, Cook is really the piece that I want because you know his role. You know Dalvin Cook's you know, good. You know, I'm sure he'll have some bad weeks here and there. But you know, I trust Dalvin Cook. Kittle, I don't really trust that much, especially with all the injuries, but I trust him a lot more with Jimmy G there than I do with Trey Lance. Um, so maybe the Pitts Kittle thing is a bit of a, um, like a washout. You get Pitts who's playing, but not doing anything. Kittle who's always hurt. Um, so also not doing anything. <laughs> um, but I see an mm-hmm. upgrade from, from Najee to cook. So I will go cook and Kittle here. What about you? Yeah, I think it's cook and Kittle for me as well. I mean, you, I could see the argument there for Pitts and Kittle. Um, that sounds like a really interesting um, Kittle and Pitts. That's a good fantasy name name if you have both of them. Um, but I think, I think the the Naji to Cook is just a big jump for me. That you, you know, I think most people would 
trade, you know, especially come draft time, right? You know, a third to drop down to a fifth round pick to move up to get Cook, right? And that's really what you're looking at for Kittle and Pitts here. I think it's a big jump there from Najee to Cook, especially with the injury concern, to, you know, move possibly more laterally the way we've seen Pitts. I mean, I'd say it's trading down. Uh, you know, while he's down and obviously while Kittle's injured, but I think the fact that they haven't played him while he's been hurt, you know, we haven't seen a re-injury, leads me to believe that he'll be good to go once he's back. So I think, yeah, pretty easily the Cook and Kittle side. Perfect. Well, that is, uh, that's going to wrap up the start sit show here today. Will, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Yeah. Good luck everyone here in week three and uh, make sure as we always mentioned there, you get your flex guys out of the flex spot, your Thursday night game and put them in the starting lineup there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, best of luck this week. We'll see you next week with another waiver and start sit show. And until then folks trust your board.